listening to Book Nuts. Hello and welcome to episode number 48 of the Book Nuts podcast, the podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, books. You're a smart person. You read the title. You know where we're going with this. I'm one of your hosts, Tracy Holtz, otherwise known as Holster, and by my side as always, and I'm thankful and lucky for that, the one, the only, Mr. John Nadeau. He's not Jonathan today. He's just going to be John today, not Jonathan. How are you doing today, John? Very good, and by your side, you mean halfway across the country. Exactly, but with the power of the information superhighway, hey, not a big deal, not a big deal. Exactly. So, speaking of that, Jonathan, John, do you get upset when people call you John, or you really don't care? I don't care. I've been called worse. Uh, right there with you. Right there with you. Although, growing up with the name of Tracy, people still spell it wrong. Okay? And my sister's name was Cora, but everybody called her Corey. So, growing up, I was always Corey, and she was always Tracy. So, <laughs> I, I long got over name, and when you'd get all those, remember in the 80s, late 80s, and through the 90s, you get all those free samples in the mail? Yeah, yeah constantly i'd get feminine products so every every, and that's how i know it's solicitation which is kind of nice in a way i'll get something that'll say you know ms tracy holtz garbage (laughs) (laughs) so then i know it's bad (laughs) so anything new up there in uh the nadu front uh nothing's jumping out at me um oh my oldest son we homeschooled my oldest son from kindergarten up and through eighth grade, and he's going to go to a technical high school uh, in a month or so. So he'll be, you know, the, the first year that you go to the high school, you kind of go around to all the shops. So it's like two weeks of regular school and two weeks of the various shops. So like, so it's plumbing, electrician, welding, uh, this culinary, all kinds of stuff. So that's that's where he's going to be going. Push him towards electrician. Everybody needs to know a good electrician. That'll always help you out. Usually you can fumble your way through plumbing and construction and cooking's getting easier, but electricity you don't mess around with. You need a good electrician that you're close to. So try to push him to electrician. Yeah, he he, he actually mentioned he was kind of, you know, th- thinking about it. We have, a, we have a pretty close friend that is an electrician, actually owned his own his own business for like 20 years, sold it to his brothers. He still kind of works there. So, you know, he's telling Caleb a lot of the ins and outs and, you know, maybe he could like apprentice with them when that time comes and all that stuff. So Caleb's, uh, he, he's pretty interested. I, I would say he's a little bit leaning towards electrician. That's cool. And I am all for stuff like this. The whole notion where everybody has to go to college is a big farce. It's a big farce. Yeah. yeah. College is I mean, not he, for he everybody. Yeah, no, he flat out was just like, yeah, I don't think I want to go to college. I was like, well, I'd rather figure that out now than later. So, you know, good good on you. Exactly. It's just like me. Every, a lot of people know I'm an Army vet, and I'm the first person to say, hey, the Army is not for everybody, you know. Um, I always thought what would be really good for college is for every year you're in the military service or selective service, i.e. Peace Corps, um, ranger service you know the they got they got you know where you can go around to the national parks and you help clean or the firefighter crew for every year you you you're in there you get one year of paid college at uh state university of your choice yeah i can I, yeah. I can see not private uh but uh a state university of your choice covers everything except uh 
Food and books. I'm going to say, well, why not books? There has to be something into it for the person. Okay, food for obvious reasons, and books, there has to be something in for the college students to work for and do then, not necessarily in work, but they also still have to do something else. But if they could get uh, board and tuitions paid for, that'd be great. Yeah, no, totally. There's no excuse for anybody that wanted to do that, and that would also work for, like, technical schools. Let's say you wanted a nine-month thing on Linux admin. You know, it takes nine months to go through this course, which is pretty cool and uh, expensive as I'll get out if you do something like that. But you do a two year hitch in the military because they do have two, three year hitches. You, they don't talk about them very much, but they're out there. Do that. You're in, you're out. You're golden. Yeah. Yeah. OK, enough of that. Me ranting on that. Let's get on to this book. This book we are going to talk about today is. Guardians of the Galaxy, specifically the book Collect Them All, and this one was written by Corrine Divis. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's D-U-Y-V-I-S. Divis? Divis? I hope I get that right there. This is Guardians of the Galaxy, the ones uh, you're thinking about, the couple movies that have been out. Before I forget, next time we do a book, we are going to be talking about one of the great authors, Scott Sigler, his book, Earth Core. This was uh, my second book by him. I think it was Jonathan's first book. So, yeah, this was, it's a very good book. It's a very, very good book. And what you think is going to be happening throughout the whole thing doesn't really happen. So, whatever you're, as you're going through, you're thinking, I can see how this is going. Nope, you're wrong. Uh, the only way I think you think you'd guess it right away is one, you are extremely lucky, or two, you got a real warped mind. One of the two, I don't know, you can pick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but this time we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. This is going to be a spoiler and non spoiler episode. Non spoiler right now is we'll talk about the book and we'll go from there and we'll let you know before we start any major spoilers. But before I do that, I want to make sure everybody goes to podnus.com. Go to the right-hand side there, click on that Patreon link. If you could just give one buck a month, that would really help out. If not, a one-time donation is very good, too. Mr. Dorr, uh, Stephen McLaughlin, does not like to push it too much. And matter of fact, the only time I really get a talking to from him is when I push this too much. And that's pretty much the only time. And that kind of tells you his attitude about money. For yeah, this. yeah. But he does need some help to get all this stuff through. Everybody always tells him, oh, Dory, you have to come here. You have to come to this conference. You got to come to this conference. That doesn't come cheap. Come to all the conferences. So please do that there. Okay. Are you ready to get into this book, Mr. Jonathan? Yeah. The one thing I liked about this, I'll say right out of the gate, is I love the idea of graphic audio. I, I think the, their website is graphicaudio.net. Uh, I look. I think this is done by Marvel, if I'm not mistaken. I would. I would totally listen to probably anything they do. You know, in this format, like they really approach it as if it's like a movie production, just audio. You know, in audio production, it's done really, really well. Yes, every character has its own voice actor. There's background noise, so when somebody shoots, you hear the little pew. You know, sound effects going on. You hear when they're in the spaceship. You hear the spaceship in the background. You hear the explosions in the background, for the most part. And it is, and even when you get to when they're talking on a mic back and forth, you get that little mic sound. 
that's going through a mic instead of just regular talking. So it is a really good production, and these are really good. It, it even if this book was rated as a six, it'll automatically get a bump up one number just because the quality and how they did the audio. Yeah, totally. So speaking of that, right out of the gate, we'll do this right now. I am going to give this one a nine. It would have been about an eight for me, but just the sheer quality, I'm going to bump it up to a nine. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm exactly there with you. Yeah, it's uh, and this won't ruin the story. Um, I want to explain this here is at first I was going to give it a knockoff because it kind of ends kind of quick. But then I started thinking about it more. Pretty much every Marvel comic, every Marvel movie, everything you see from Marvel ends quick. It's just their MO. You got to know it. Uh, usually they end in fight seats at the end where they fight, and then they'll have a little thing afterward, kind of cleaning some stuff up, a scene, you know, one or two little scenes, and it's done. This is exactly like that. And I was like, oh, but just. If you look at every movie Marvel has done, all the comics, that's almost their MO almost every time. Unless you get into the big series, kind of like Civil War, World War Hulk, or something like that. Yeah, no, I um, I, I sort of liked that. Uh, maybe not for every story, but I thought it worked well for me the way it ended. And, you know, because there's some stories where are just like, all right, already, you know, the, it's done. Why is there another twenty minutes of audio? You know, like <laughs> so. I I I, I kind of liked it with this story. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, the main characters of this is the same as if you guys have seen the movies. You have Star Lord, who's kind of like the quote quote leader, but he's not a total dictator. He will listen to everybody else. Then you have Gamora, the sidekick, and in true comic book fashion. Um, in the movies, they kind of push like there's some sexual tension between Gamora and Star-Lord. The true comic, there's really none. Maybe once in a blue moon for some weird reason, but it's not a real thing. But in the movie, they push it a little more. And this one's none of that, which I like. No, yeah, not at all. Then you have Drax, who uh, is Drax. He's the basically the is big the fighter. Raccoon? No, no. Uh, Rocket Raccoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but Drax is just the big, huge human, uh, humanoid, let me say, you know, greenish skin, uh, fight, uh, and then there's Rocket Raccoon, and then Groot. Groot is the tree. And, I and am if, Groot. Exactly. If you're a fan of Groot from the movies, this is, book is all about Groot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, the whole synopsis of this thing is is somebody finds a way to grow little Groots off of Groots and it causes Groots some major issues and they got to go find the person and they get that's making it and they got to try to fix Groot. Now, I haven't seen the movie at all. So I'm assuming this this story isn't really, it, it's not the movie. It's just, you know, the same characters and stuff like that, right? Yep, same characters. The only difference is, is there's a, in the two movies, there's a little sexual tension between Star-Lord and Gamora. You know, um, just, okay. a little, just a little, not nothing major. And Drax uh, in the movies, they play him as a has that has a little more of a personality. And in true comic book fashion, in this book, which I liked, Drax is pretty straightforward. I want to sleep, eat, and fight. That's it. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to joke around with you. I'm not going to play with you. I'm not going to make smarky comments here and there like he does in the movie every now and then. This is all about eat, drink sleep and fight that's it 
Yeah, yeah, no. I, like I said, I, I haven't watched any of the movies, but I, I, I was a fan of the story, so I might have to watch the movies now. Uh, I think you'll like it. Um, I, I enjoyed them. Uh, went to the number two in the theater a month or two ago. About a month, yeah, a month or two ago. I forgot when. First one was really good. It, they play a lot of 70s and 80s music so nice. in, the, in the movies. So if you're a fan of that and you haven't seen it, hey, go for it. It's worth it just from there. But basically, like we said, this whole thing is they got to try to fix Groot. If you're a fan of Groot, you get to find out a lot about Groot. In the movies, if you've just seen the movies and not much else, there's not much character development. Almost none in all the characters, with the exception a little of Star-Lord and a little of Gamora. Very little of them, too. But the other ones, there's none. Absolutely none. This has a lot of character development on Groot. You 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 probably learn more about Groot here than almost anywhere else. Uh, where he comes from, why he's not there, why he's with them, and some of the more stuff he can do besides, you know, just growing and smashing people. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was done really well. So, anything else before we start getting into the spoiler section? Um... Uh, no, I think I think that's it. I mean, again, without giving away too much, but, you know, like like you said, I, I think what started it off is they, I can't remember where they were, but they were somewhere and they saw another, I forget his, Groot's technical term, but saw another being like Groot, and they're like, wait a minute, how, how you know, how is that, you know, how is how is another one of these over here, and and Groot looked at the the, the one that looked like him, and, and he looked at it at her like he knew her. And like Groot, do you know her? And you know, and and so that's what really kind of starts off the whole story, where you see so they 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 they've known for a while, like Groot's kind of been acting a little bit different for a couple of weeks or a month, and this scenario is the tip of the iceberg where they start discovering kind of what's really going on. Correct. Okay, we're gonna get in the spoiler section in a second, but before I forget. Any comments, questions, questions, concerns, email Tracy at podmas.com. If you want to join us, come on, come on, come on. If you want us to do a specific book, let us know, and we will do that. So now we're going to get into the spoiler section. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. All right. Okay. One thing I really liked about this book was uh, they did not fester with development and characters that did not need to be done. Yeah, no, they, they definitely moved right along if it, if it wasn't necessary. Yeah, sometimes you get one-offs like this books where they will spend a lot of time on this character building them up, this character building them up, and an audio form that adds on in a couple hours at a time where it was not needed. Uh, it, 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 it gave you enough to, you understood uh, Rocket was a raccoon figure, you know, and Star-Lord was a humanoid, you know, and... Um, Gamora and Drax were just badass fighters. That that's yeah, like, what they are. Yeah, like I said, I didn't I I, ne I didn't watch the movies at all. I had no idea who these characters were, and I I got just enough. So I said, okay, I, I understand who these guys are, what they do, what you know. It was just enough to 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 move along with. Yeah, and another thing they develop a little bit besides uh, Groot in this, and if you're just coming from the movies, nothing else. The Collector. You find out a lot more about The Collector. In the movies, uh, yeah. there's just basically the first one. There's a couple interactions with The Collector, but that's it. Uh, in true comic book fashion, this more of the true lineage of The Collector, where 
They're not at all at war with the Guardians of the Galaxy and each other, but they got mutual respect for each other, and they always try to one-up each other in little ways, which has always gone on. In the movies, they're a little more friendly uh, than they are in real life, because uh, the Collector at any time will stab you in the back, and in the movies, yeah. uh, they really didn't show that, but they really didn't need to in the movies. I don't want to knock that on the movies. I just want to make sure you're aware of that. Basically, what's happening is, uh, the collector is trying to make his own Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he yeah, got some yeah. raccoons from Earth, and he's trying to humanoid them. He found uh, Gamora, where she comes on the planet. She's the last one alive. Well, they found uh, a teenage. He found a teenage girl that's half of the same species as Gamora. Takes her and starts implanting her with augments, Mo- mods. Yeah, yeah, mods inside to make her faster. This and that and everything, but. That girl was very smart, so she finds a way after a fight with Groot. There's some little shardlings where they're actually taking some of these little and growing a couple Groots. And they found out that because anytime Groot gets killed, if you can take a little small living plant, you can reroot him and he'll regrow and he'll be fine. But finding out when, when she escaped the Collector, so she escaped... Well, she took a, took one of the Groots with that had so she could get money to get these implants out. That's why her whole goal was to get these implants out. Yeah. So, so she... Uh, st- uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, go, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so pretty early on in the book, they kind of meet up with the collector and they talk to him and they make a deal saying, hey, okay, you know, he'll say, I'll stop if you get this person back i want revenge for doing all this so they they actually find the girl pretty quickly but then they find out early on she was there against her will and she was doing it just to get these stuff out so she kind of becomes a quote quote sixth member of the guardians just for a little short time and then the collectors starting to come after him and they got to track down and they're trying to collect all these groups that people bought and all over and uh, some of them are used for bad purposes and some for really bad purposes. And every time they make a Groot, more of the Groot's consciousness goes away. And he becomes weaker and weaker. And he forgets more and more. Yeah, because the, the more Groots they grow, it actually even takes away his, his like energy. They, they start realizing, the Guardians are like, Groot, man, like, how are you getting hurt so much easier? Like, you know, you're you're breaking your, your ankles more, your legs are breaking more. Like, used to be a lot tougher than this. What's going on? And so they, they didn't realize that uh, this girl and the collector were trying to grow a bunch of all these little, you know, Groots. And the more they grew, the more it took away from him. And not only that, but the more they grew, it was harder for the little ones to even grow. So it's like this whole, you know, dilemma of spreading, you know, Groot way too thin. Exactly, because when they first met that first female one at a prison place, a prison where it was held prisoner, when they, you know, says, Groot, do you know who she is? He says, you know, all she says is, I am Groot. That's all he says. And how the fluctuations is, and they're like, what? That's you? It's like, yes, that's, you know, that's me. I I am Groot, you know, for lack of better terms. She is Groot, you know, so... It, it it's you find out a lot more about Groot, and it goes in. I'm not going to go in here. A little bit about why he left his planet, and he's with the Guardians right now, and so it goes into a little about that. And yeah. and Rocket Raccoon, Rocket being true fashion, Groot's you know best buddy will do anything to save Groot, 
and protect all the little Grootlings running around. Yeah, and one of the things that I can't remember the girl's name now, but the the, the reason why the collector wanted her back is because she actually escaped you know, from his facility, like he had this whole huge security system in place. She ended up escaping. And so one of the things that she was doing, kind of, you know, throughout the story was figuring out how to kind of fuse the Groots back together, you know, to try and, you know, put them to put Groot, to make Groot whole again. You know, so she was working on different techniques because she had kind of, it seemed like a science background or whatever. And so she was doing various tests and experiments and stuff of trying to fuse all these little groups back together to, you know, kind of make one main group again, instead of like having all these groups all over the place. Correct. Well, it comes down to, as they start tracking down all these groups, the collector's kind of on the trail trying to get them and kind of wrapping this up. It, it, it's not this quick in the book, but basically it comes down to, the last real Groot they're trying to get is being used to trying to start a war between these two planets. I'm not going to tell you what, where, why, but basically they have to get that Groot and they have to, before it starts, and it's lined with uh, poisonous uh, spores that comes yeah, off of him. Yeah. And that's how he's basically killing people around him on this planet. And all in all... At the end, that is really the only Groot they truly, quote, quote, killed. Because uh, there's really nothing they could do without, yeah. you know, thousands of people dying, including uh, Rocket. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, Rocket was there. I don't know if anybody else was in the area. So that was the only one they really killed. So, and they, and it killed with the major help of all the other Groots. And that's kind of where it kind of concludes about how they all joined back together to make one big Groot again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all in all, I really enjoyed this book. To tell you how much I enjoyed this book, I went out and found another one right away <laughs> when I was about halfway through. Uh, I haven't listened to the other one yet. but I already listened to it. Uh, is it good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely good. Okay, good. Yeah, so uh, that kind of tells you about I wanted to find another one right away, and Jonathan probably mowed through both of them in one afternoon. So <laughs> it, it kind of tells you how good this was. This is definitely worth a listen to if you like to be entertained. Even if you're not a big comic book fan, this is just an entertaining story and book. What I would do, though, if, if you're not a Guardians of the Galaxy person, to make your life a little easier, because there's a lot of names thrown at you in the beginning, is just go to uh, just do a quick search for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, characters. And the five main characters and just read about them, what they are, who they are. It'll make things a lot easier because if you're not, there's a couple names thrown back in the beginning like Gamora and that teenage girl back and forth that you might get confused and all of that. So, but you really won't get confused when they throw out the name Grook, Star Wars, or Drax. That's fine. But a lot of the other names kind of get confusing sometimes. So, read about the characters if not. But if you've seen the movies and you kind of got that down, you're golden go enjoy this book definitely definitely good anything else about the book uh no i think that's it great okay guys thanks again everybody for listening and taking time out of your busy schedule download and listen to this episode again any comments questions corrections or concerns email tracy at thanks everybody for listening everybody have a good day and a good week see ya hi this is matt from the mrp tech podcast i would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show the mrp tech podcast on the podnuts network 
The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen, and let us know what you think.